Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Sometimes you just have to stand in there on the Word of God and tell the devil, we agreed, and because we agreed, it's done. It is done. Hallelujah. Because Jesus can't lie, can he? If two of you agree on her, yeah, but now maybe we didn't agree. Well, now you see, the minute you get back over in doubt, you ruin the whole thing. See, begin to look for excuses for it not to work. You've ruined the whole thing. Why don't you look for excuses for it to work? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. P.C. Nelson said, Dad Nelson, you know, was a founder of Southwestern Bible Institute over in Oklahoma, moved to Fort Worth, then eventually consolidated, you know, well, consolidated when they moved to Fort Worth, then, then moved to Waxahachie, Texas, called Southwestern Assemblies of God College now in Waxahachie. Well, Dad Nelson was Baptist, was healed. Uh, he'd been in the ministry 32 years as a Baptist minister when he was healed, and the doctor said he's going to have to take his, one of his limbs off. But they didn't, praise God. I saw him when he was 74, and he still had both of them. They seemed to be working all right. And uh, so he said that about healing. He had a great healing ministry. He said, more people lose their healing over a counterattack than any other one thing. Now, if that's the one main reason that people lose their healing, then we need to focus in on that, do some teaching along that line. You see, in other words, right off, uh, he seemed to be all right, but then here the symptoms come back again. He said to me, I'll tell you, for three days and nights, I fought that situation. Man, at nighttime, see, you get by pretty good in the daytime. You get taken up with other things. You lie down at night. He said, it felt like something right in the back of my neck was just a pound. And he said, I'd say, uh, devil, Brother Hagin, I agreed. So I have my healing. The devil would say, speaking to his mind, well, now it's your age. <laughs> you know, he's pretty sly, isn't he? Now, you're not going to get healed. You know, it's your age. You can't expect, you know, and here he goes. He said, every time I'd answer him, I wouldn't say anything else except, Brother Hagin, I agreed. And because we agreed, it's done. Hallelujah. I fought that thing for three days and three nights. Mostly, the nights was the tough part. But I fought it. Held my ground. Every symptom disappeared. He said, I went back to the doctor. He checked up on blood pressure, just grinning. Well, man, he said, it's normal. It's normal. Now, he's 63 then. I saw him later on one time. He came here to Tulsa to visit in some meeting when he was 75. And uh, he told me, he said, you remember that? And you agreed with me, see, about 12 years ago? Yeah. Well, he said, I just had to check up the other day. My blood pressure is normal. <laughs> now, it had been very easy for him to maybe have a stroke or continued with high blood pressure. But you see, he, we agreed on it. But now just because we agreed, and you know, and temporarily now, temporarily he was all right. But then when the symptoms returned, he could have lost it very easily. But what did he do? He stood his ground. Sometimes you just have to stand in there on the word of God and tell the devil, we agreed. And because we agreed, it's done. It is done. Hallelujah. Because Jesus can't lie, can he? If two of you agree on her, yeah, but now maybe we didn't agree. Well, now you see, the minute you get back over in doubt, you ruin the whole thing. See, begin to look for excuses for it not to work. You've ruined the whole thing. Why don't you look for excuses for it to work? Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. All right. I think you could just spend the rest of the day there if you wanted to, talking on that. Two of you shall agree. Now, that 20th verse, we take it out of its setting very often, but it goes along with the 19th verse. You know where it says, for where two, for where two are three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now, you see, we take that verse and, you know, said, well, you know, church service or some service we have. The Lord's here because he said we're two or three. Well, that's true. He is there. All right. But really, that's not what that verse is, is talking about. It may include that. What he is talking about is that wherever those two people or three people even, wherever they are in agreement, I'm right there in the midst of them. Well, now, what he's, what's he doing in the midst of them? Well, he'd said the previous verse, if you agree, as touching anything you ask, it shall be done. He's there to hear what you said and to see that it's done. Amen. He's not there just a disinterested person. Thank God he's there. Amen. Well, yeah, but I don't see him. How do I know he's there? Well, because he said he's there. Yeah, but I don't feel anything. I don't have a thing in the world to do with it. These two scriptures are just as true when you feel like they are or if you feel like they aren't true, they're still true. Your feeling doesn't change. So see, it comes right back again to a faith proposition. Now, faith is the substance of things not seen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, you see, that's why people get into difficulty in the Christian walk, when the, the scripture plainly said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. But you see, it's so easy to slip back into the natural and start walking by sight. Because in the natural realm, you have to walk by sight a lot of times. Now, it's all right to walk by sight until... When you walk by sight, you know, it contradicts what the Word says. Then you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith. Now, for instance, when the service is over and you start to your car and uh, that you see another car coming, you better believe what you see <laughs> and not step out in front of that car. We might all have some place to go tomorrow that we'd rather not go. Amen? And a lot of things in life, you got your statement from the bank, you got a dollar 47 cents balance and your checkbook balance out. Well, you better not be writing a check for $147. You'll have to get in trouble for writing hot checks. You better believe what you see. So in the natural, you see, a lot of times we have to. But the problem is we get so used to walking by uh, our sight that when it comes to what the Bible said, we want to keep on walking by sight. But we must walk by faith, praise God, not by sight. And so go then go by what the Bible says, not by what you feel or see. Now, sometimes people pray or sometimes folks will agree on the scriptures, get to agree. I said, well, is it done? I know I've prayed with people. I've, we've agreed, supposedly. And I ask them, is it done? Well, I just feel like the Lord heard us. Well, I didn't stop preaching the sermon. But as we say, you know, in the natural vernacular, my feathers fell. I knew it wasn't done. Now, why? Because they based everything on feeling. Jesus said, 
Again, I say unto you that if two of you, I thought it was two of that, but I'm not. I'm going to have to go some more on it. If two of you shall agree, amen, on earth as touching anything they ask, if they feel like it, it'll be done. No, he never said that, did he? See? I just feel like the Lord hurt me. Now, those same people, when their feelings change and they feel like he didn't hear them, they're going to believe that because their faith's in their feelings, not in the word. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians 5, 7 said. That's supposed to be in all aspects of our life. And that's why people many times are on spiritually on a spiritual roller coaster. Up and down. Up and down. And you'll hear them talking about one time you see them and they're in the valley. The next time you see them and they're on the mountaintop. The next time you see them, they're about halfway between the valley and the mountaintop. The next time you see them, they don't know where they are. <laughs> where they've been or where they're going. They just hope they make it some happy day. <laughs> Maybe. And you feel so sorry for them. Amen. But you know, I, I shock people sometimes when I tell them, now I've been a Christian 51 years. People who are talking about valley, I don't know what they're talking about. I've never been in the valley yet. I'm not planning on getting in the valley. Well, yeah, but haven't you had some tests and trials? Oh, certainly, 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 certainly. Well, that's what we mean by being in the valley. Well, I did. It didn't get me down while I had them. I rose above them. Amen. I just soared above the troubles and the trials. I was just up and happy. In the midst of the trials. In fact, I, I do more shouting when things are rough than I do when they're good. Anybody can shout, you know, while when the walls are falling down flat. But, but they had to shout. Israel had to shout, you know, before the walls of Jericho fell. Anybody can shout after the walls are down. But it takes faith to shout while the walls are still up. Amen. I tell the story sometime. I think it'll fit in here real good. It seemed like the Holy Ghost is leading in that direction. I was holding a meeting in 1949, the church that I'd pastored, and I'd left that church in 1944. So uh, in this meeting, one of the ladies, the older ladies of the church said, Brother Hagin, you remember my daughter, Aline? I said, yeah, yeah, I remember her. I, I was pastor there altogether about four years. She came one time to church, and I met her. And uh, she said, well, I just got word. She lives in San Antonio, Texas, and I just got word that, uh, now I knew this, that she had a, a tumor and they were going to operate on her. So they put her into the hospital to operate on her for this tumor and they found out that she had uh, uh, sugar diabetes. Her sugar was, you know, she, they couldn't operate on her. They got to get this, you know, her, the sugar count down. And well, in the process of time, she lapsed into a coma. And so the doctors had said she'll never come out of the coma. There's, there's no hope. And so they'd called her mother. And so she said, I'm going down there. Would you, would you lay hands on this handkerchief? We were standing out in the churchyard before the service began. Would you lay hands on this handkerchief? So I laid hands on the handkerchief and prayed. Now, her daughter had known the Lord. She'd never been filled with the Spirit, but some years before she had been, went to the altar and had been born again. So she went to San Antonio, laid that handkerchief. Now, the, 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 her daughter, who was 39 years old, was uh, you know, under an oxygen tent. She just picked up a tent, laid that handkerchief on her chest. The minute that handkerchief touched her, she regained consciousness, started praying, and instantly the Lord restored her to favor with himself.
filled her with the Holy Ghost because she started talking in tongues. She never had the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Started talking in tongues, pulled the oxygen tent off of her, began to pull the tubes and all out of her and say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Well, the nurses rushed in there and they tried to quiet her down. They got the doctor and he came in and they even gave her a shot, tried to put her to sleep, never had any effect on her. She just kept shouting, talking in tongues. Just kept shouting, talking in tongues. They kept her there for two or three days afterwards and couldn't find a trace of anything. The tumor disappeared, the sugar was normal. Everything about her was normal. After the third day, they said, but we don't understand it, this is absolutely miraculous. She tried to pay the doctor. She told me herself personally later, three doctors, and they said, oh no, you don't know us a thing. We've seen a miracle. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagen. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagen. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagen. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagen. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And registration for Raymond Bible Training College. Yes. Uh, go right, yeah, go right there to rbtc.org slash trendsetters. And uh, you, can, you can register online or you can request a DVD to be sent to you that tells you all about the Absolutely. school. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.